Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. President Biden is again taking issue with big oil companies, floating a new tax that will threaten their bottom lines. Is more taxing the answer amidst record high inflation? Grover Norquist is president of Americans for Tax Reform, and we're happy to have him on to discuss. Grover Norquist, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Grover, President Biden uh, accuses oil and gas companies of what he's calling uh, war profiteering as they post record profits. Uh, the president has floated the idea of uh, new taxes on oil companies. What's your reaction to those? Uh, the president is looking at having caused a very bad election for his own party. He has created inflation uh, from almost nothing up to 8-9%. Uh, he is flailing around trying to blame somebody else. He announced it was his intention to shut down oil production and uh, fracking and new exploration, all things which raise the cost of energy, raise the cost of gasoline, make it expensive at the pump. His entire presidency has been aimed at making gasoline too expensive for people. And then he turns around and blames Putin or oil companies, which are struggling under his regulations and his taxes. Uh, if you want to reduce the price of uh, gasoline at the pump, reduce those state and federal taxes, which are higher than any profits any company makes. Speaking of taxes, uh, starting this year, some provisions of the TCGA Trump era tax cuts will expire, which may have a significant impact on corporate investment decisions. One of them, uh, the 100 percent bonus depreciation for businesses. There's also a switch to five year amortization of, of R&D expenses. Do you expect Congress to extend these provisions or make them permanent? I think it's very possible that we will extend expensing and everything that moves towards expensing. This is actually one of the good pro-growth uh, policies that in the past the Democrats have supported uh, under uh, John F. Kennedy, under um, Reagan, the Democrats endorsed expensing. Uh, so the, the, of all the things in the Republican tax cut that might be continued if the Democrats want to do something good for growth, that might happen. Grover, how will the elections affect the fate of uh, Trump's tax cuts and the overall direction of the economy? Sure. Well, you can look at this. You go back to when Clinton was elected, spent too much tax, too much, lost the House and Senate. Uh, the Republicans stripped most of his new spending out. Then uh, you had Obama. He got elected with the Congress, and he spent too much in tax, too much. And then the Republicans insisted on making the Bush tax cuts completely extended for two years, and then 85% of them made permanent uh, after two years. So I think you may see something very much like that, where the Republicans say, the economy has been so damaged by you that let's extend these tax cuts. Remember, most of this tax cut goes to middle-income people, the child tax credit, lower rates. And I know that Biden likes to say that's not who's hit, but if he allows those to lapse, the American people will see exactly who was benefited by the Republican tax cuts. And if the president vetoes fixing that, a much smarter politician than Biden, Obama, decided to extend it for two years, thinking well, maybe we'll win and we can kill it then. But then he had to extend it, at least 85 percent of it, 
permanently into the future. I think something very much like that will happen. It's possible that Biden will lash out because, you know, he doesn't quite understand economics very well, and uh, he's not going to be in president for very long. But very likely that the important pro-growth parts will be continued because they're so important. Now, with the Fed appearing uh, to prepare for another rate hike of 75 basis points, what will higher taxes mixed with rising interest rates or a rising interest rate environment potentially mean? Well, it's very bad for the economy. It's very bad for growth. It's bad for the stock market. Uh, we have a lot of mistakes that the Democrats made, or not mistakes, they did it on purpose. The taxes on energy, the taxes on investment, uh, the things that make your 401k and IRA smaller. What Biden and the Democrats, and every single Democrat voted with him, so this is a, it's not just Biden doing this, but the entire Democrat Party in the House and Senate voted to make your 401k and IRA smaller, your life savings. That's 58% of Americans have had their life savings damaged by the Democratic Party just in two years. In two years, they've done that. They've done the same thing to the cost of gasoline and home heating oil for every American. Uh, Biden likes to say he's only going to, you know, tax rich people, but he raises the cost of gasoline. And, you know, he's not an idiot. He knows that every American drives and needs to heat their a house and have uh, 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 air conditioning in the summer. Uh, and so the taxes that the Democrats and Biden have put in hit everyone. And those are going to get worse and worse as his regulations, his bans and, and regulation of, of fracking, his effort to not allow new refineries or pipelines. All of these are designed to raise the cost of gasoline, home heating oil, natural gas. And they are succeeding. They're doing exactly what Biden wanted to do, which was price that out of the range of average Americans' ability to pay for it. Grover Norquist, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you. Illegal immigration is one of the top issues voters throughout the country are concerned about heading into this year's midterm elections. With tens of thousands of Americans dying from drugs coming through the southern border, this issue has come to the forefront of American politics. Dan Stein is the president of Federation for American Immigration Reform, and we recently sat down with Mr. Stein to assess. Here's a look. Dan Stein, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be with you. Dan, your organization, uh, FAIR, has just released a report uh, showing that five and a half million illegal aliens have entered the United States illegally since Biden took office. If you could, tell us how you guys got to this number. Well, you have it's pretty to straightforward, actually, like because when the administration the came in, they dismantled certain policies and began paroling in aliens who show up at the border, turn themselves in. That number's 2.7 million. And then there are typical projections that are confirmed by census data of people who just run around. They call them gotaways, who enter without inspection and then disappear at over a million. And so for fiscal year 2022, we're looking at uh, a certain very defined percentage. And if you look at the entire period, it's about 5.5 million since Biden took office. And we project that cost right now, $20 billion to taxpayers, well over $100 billion over a lifetime. Dan, if you could tell us, what do you think are the, or the main driving factor to this uh, rapid, rapid surge? Well, right now there's about 2.5 billion, billion people around the world who want to move and they tend to want to come to a small handful of countries, mostly in the West, not entirely. 
Um, at any given point in time, there's about 275, 300 million people who are moving or migrating, trying to get between countries. So the first figure is the people who want to move. The second figure is the people who are actually on the move. And when the Biden administration came in, they ignored every lesson of history, every lesson Joe Biden would have learned in decades in the Senate or as vice president. And he dismantled proven deterrence strategies on the borders. He essentially said, we're going to accommodate illegal immigration by using parole. Congress's parole is limited use, case by case. Biden said, I don't care what the law says. They're all going to get paroled in. That means they're going to be led into the country for years until their hearing comes up, which may or may not ever happen. As a result of that, we have millions of people here now in legal limbo waiting for a hearing who will probably never be deported or removed. Biden knows this. Why are they doing it? Because they think Congress will eventually pass a mass amnesty. Why do they want a mass amnesty? Because the data show that the left believes that they will vote progressive. People of color, they believe, will vote progressive, meaning for the far left of the Democratic Party. So Biden has ramped up um, illegal immigration in order to improve the long-term prospects for the Democrat Party. It's corruption, plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, you put it so plainly, but when you see what's happening on the border, there's really no other way to explain uh, keeping the border open with so much, uh, you know, taking place there. Well, you have to credit governors like Abbott, DeSantis, who have been courageous enough to keep this on the front burner for the public's attention by busing aliens into these blue states and the so-called sanctuary states. You know, the sanctuary states, the Democrats, they go, give us your huddled masses, but not too many huddled masses. Uh, you know, actually, we have to provide schools, housing, education for folks who've never paid a dime in taxes. And there's apparently a limit to their beneficence. But, you know, Abbott, they said, look, we're not going to take all these people ourselves. Beyond that, it is so fundamentally morally wrong. Ronald Reagan said a nation without borders is not a nation. Throughout history, nations that lose control of borders lose their sovereignty and lose control of their destiny. It is unhealthy for the American people who are seeing, in a sense, the way in which illegal immigration sustained makes poverty compulsory for a very large percentage of the, of the most vulnerable Americans out there, whether it's housing costs, reduced wages, or wage stagnation, uh, the, the failure to introduce robotics and AI in the labor force and innovate. There are whole reasons why today's immigration policies simply don't make sense for a post-industrial information superpower. And you look at it, China, lots of problems in China, obviously, like freedom, not there. but. At a certain level, they are competing with the United States in innovation and, and in, uh, you know, say, the export of drones and, frankly, even in terms of trading partners with almost no immigration. 0.1% of the Chinese population is foreign-born. Right now, we're at 15% and it's growing, all-time historic high. So, in a sense, Biden is simply saying, I'm going to not care what the American people think or what its impacts are. I'm just going to continue to let this tyranny of ad hocracy, this chaos and this corruption continue until basically the voters say, we're done with you. Dan Stein, thank you so much. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.